Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. I wanted to share my story of physical healing. So around the time that my dear friend passed away at age 56, um, I, I was flying back to visit my family in Colorado. And I looked at myself in the mirror in the airport and I thought, wait, how long has my face looked like that? So I don't know if the airport lights were just a lot more harsh, <laughs> definitely probable, or if I just hadn't had a pause to actually look at myself in a while. You know, at our house, we don't have a mirror over our sink in the bathroom. And so, um, yeah, I just hadn't glanced at myself while washing my hands. And, uh, I was really startled to find that my whole face, like the lower half of my face around my mouth was inflamed. And it looked like I had a really bad case of acne, which I had not had acne really um, in my teen years or my 20s. And so the fact that this was now showing up in my mid to late 30s was very startling to me. And uh, so I went to onto my family's and they graciously didn't comment on it too much. But at some point, my sister was like, you know, let's research what this is. What do you have on your face? And she said, because it's so symmetrical, like this is not acne. It's not kind of a scattershot all over your face. It's very symmetrical around your mouth. And so we did the happy Google armchair diagnosis that I had perioral dermatitis, which basically just means I have an inflammation around the mouth. But I mean, it sounds really dramatic and awesome. And so... I started researching ways to deal with perioral dermatitis. And I went to doctors, plural. I took real medicine. I did homeopathy and herbs and chiropractic treatments. I, anyway, I did the supplement route. I did the essential oil route. I did fasting. I did blood tests. I like the list goes on and on because. It's really mortifying if overall you feel really healthy, but your face looks like you are an 18-year-old with bad acne. It's not overly good for the self-esteem, shall we say. And so I, but I kept trying things, but nothing was working. And, you know, at some point I sort of felt like, well, that's, that just is what it is. Okay. Um, it's not that I entirely gave up, but it felt like, I've literally tried everything I could think of and nothing has made a single dent in it at all. So at some point in the intervening four and a half years, I had um, started to think about prayer. I had started to pray more and I knew that at some point I would want to keep teaching people about prayer. And so I thought, oh, okay, I'm going to go to this Christian Healing Ministries conference up in Vermont. I can leave my children. They're old enough with, you know, I can leave them with my husband. I'll go and do this. We have the spare money at the moment. And this will be like a good research project for me to be able to teach about healing prayer in the future. So I went up and what was astonishing to me, first of all, was, well, the entire time was really astonishing, but I'm going to just focus on the physical healing part right now. So the first day in the afternoon, they had us go to different sections around the room based on where our physical issue was or where we needed healing. So I went to the part for the head and the face and uh, they put oil on our palms in the shape of a cross. And then they said, put your hands where, um, like just cover where you would like healing. And then they were like, and you can just be approximate. If you have prostate issues, men, like your stomach is close enough. So 
you know, I put my hands up on my cheeks. And at that point, I had also gotten a little patch up on my forehead, kind of between my eyes. And so I had my hands up in my over my face. And if you can picture this, it was the universal picture of shame, where you know, a woman puts her face in her hands. And in that moment, I realized, huh, my face has been embarrassing, yes, but I have felt so ashamed that as you know, I went through Costco when it opened in town and I had a beautiful time and I would tell people about the amazing Kerrygold butter that they should absolutely try. And I took a sample of a gluten-free cracker and uh, I got in the car and my whole face was so inflamed. And I thought, oh, that's not how I felt as I was walking through the store. You know, so all of these memories started to pile in this, this long, long journey of just being so embarrassed. And I, I started crying immediately. And then I cried and I cried. And, and it was like gut-wrenching sobs where it got to the point where I thought, I can't actually take my hands away from my face because I have so much snot in my, in my palms at this point. It's going to be disgusting. Oh, my goodness. Um, unfortunately, nobody thought to bring me a tissue, but I think probably everybody else was having their own healing moment with Jesus. So, oh, well. <laughs> And, uh, you know, at some point after some unknown amount of time crying, I think the organizers must have said, like, now get in groups of five or six and pray for each other. And so somebody kind of tugged on me and was like, do you want to come in our group? And so I was able to move my hands off of my eyes, um, just move my palms down a little bit. And so I, I was in this group and everybody didn't pray for the other people. They all just prayed for me, which there's a part where that was so honoring, um, yeah, you know, I think those people, they could have had brain tumors. They could have had daily migraines for years. And they were praying for me over my embarrassment about my skin on my face. Like, oh, this is a little bit, um, it feels so unfair, like in my advantage. And, and yet I was so undone that I couldn't really refuse it. You know, it was like, yeah, please just pray for me. I'm desperate. And, uh, so they prayed one woman she was like I just want you to know that the Lord says that this is not your fault and I don't know that I had ever really thought that it was my fault at least not consciously but that was such a balm and uh after the other people had kind of dispersed and that session was done one of the men lingered and he said you know I don't get prophetic words often for people but I got one for you and the Lord wants you to know that he has taken your shame and you will never feel this again and there was probably more, but that was really just what stood out to me. Like so honored that this man who I've never met and will probably never see again was willing to bring me a word from the Lord that was exactly about my shame. And I don't think I had even mentioned that I was ashamed. Like I think I was pretty much incoherent and nonverbal. So anyway, that was so beautiful. And What was fascinating is that at some point during that conference, Judith McNutt said, oftentimes with healing, this isn't something that gets talked about enough, but there is a time element of healing often. And so when you see the Lord doing something, you just keep praying into it until it comes to completion. And if you haven't noticed any shift, then like keep praying for a shift, I guess. Um, So for me, I... (laughs) did not go home with a clean face. Uh, But what happened for me is that instead of looking at my face and just seeing the angry red inflammation, which is how 
I had seen it for the previous four years and more. Instead, what I saw was a daughter who was walking out my healing with Jesus. And that is a really powerful shift. (laughs) It's amazing, actually. And so for several months, I would look at myself in the mirror and I wasn't really like intense about it because again, we don't have a mirror over our sink. So periodically though, I'd catch a glimpse of myself and be like, oh yeah, there's still a little bit of red. Maybe it's better. Maybe it's not. I don't actually care at this point because Jesus is healing me. And then at some point, probably in the fall, I I happened to glance in the mirror and thought, wait, I don't have that rash anymore. (laughs) I wonder when it actually left. Like it was so not a part of my life at that point. I don't even know when it left. (laughs) It was probably right around the four and a half year mark. And so, Lord, I thank you, Jesus, that your name means God heals, God saves. Thank you, Jesus, for your great ministry of healing that you did on this earth. Thank you, Jesus, that you heal us even today. And so, Lord, I'm asking that for anyone who's dealing with, oh, any form of physical ailment that persists, Lord, I'm asking that you would give them hope of your healing power. Lord, I thank you for my story that no one can take that away. Like, that happened to me. And so, Lord, I'm asking that you would take my story and do it again in the lives of these who are listening. Lord, I'm asking for such a complete and deep breakthrough. Lord, that you would get rid of any religious tie that would say, no, no, that stuff ended at the time of the apostles. Lord, it did not, and I thank you for it. I thank you that you are able to heal in any way that you choose. (laughs) And so, Lord, as you could have healed through steroid cream or homeopathy or chiropractic or changing my, my diet because of the blood work, Lord, you could have healed me through any one of those perhaps two dozen therapies that I did, and you didn't. And I truly believe it's because you wanted me to see the power of prayer. And so, Lord, I thank you that you had a purpose in that, even if I don't understand all of it, You had a purpose. And so, Lord, I give you praise. I thank you, Jesus, for how glorious and good you are. In the precious and beautiful name of Jesus, amen.